When I first got a full focus planner and when I second got a full focus planner, do you know what I made sure to put in my goal section, you guys? I put nothing in there is the answer. I put nothing. And the reason (laughs) there's, I talk with my coaching clients about this a lot because this is a huge barrier. It's not that I don't know how to set a goal. It's that there's these barriers, these unseen barriers sometimes to actually setting the goal. And I've dealt with several of these, the, this, this pressure of commitment or this underlying fear of I'm going to get it wrong. And a system like ours kind of amplifies that, right? Because other people say, hey, just write down everything you want to do this year. And you just write a bunch, you know, 50 goals. So then there's not really any pressure when you're goal setting. (laughs) There's a ton of pressure when you're trying to goal achieve because you can't possibly do all that, right? But in the setting, what we ask people to do is to take all those great ideas, those brilliant dreams and vision and whatever you are aspiring to, and now narrow it down and focus on just a few. And for me, that felt like a lot of pressure and it was hard for me to commit to it. But in my lack of commitment, I was committing to a lack of progress at the same time. And so it is a real thing, or at least it has been for me. There's more, I guess, blockers, if you want to call them, to setting goals. But that was one that I've dealt with a lot. The concept that we're identifying today has been hugely helpful for me in kind of getting over that hump where now I do very much look forward to that time of reflection and goal setting. So it's funny because I have a similar story, but actually on the opposite end of the spectrum, which was when I started, I remember the very first time I went through your best year ever and we got into the room and you actually tease me now because of my response to this moment. I We got in the room, we started doing, going through the material and I was totally like blank. I was like, I don't even know. I What do I want to do? It was not like I had all these things up there and just needed to distill them down. I just was totally lost. I was like, I don't, I have no idea. I don't know. There's a thousand and, and nothing. And in that moment, I realized I'm going to have to go about this a different way. But I think that's kind of the other end of the spectrum is like a little bit of feeling lost of like, what am I, what do I really want to become? And so that is a very overwhelming feeling of, I don't even know where to start. And so the easiest thing is, well, I'm just not going to do this, Um, which guys, most people don't. I mean, only 20% of people set a yearly, any kind of yearly goal. I mean, that's pretty low. I, I think you get some people that do resolutions that last for like a week Um, And so those people probably are not counted in that number, but a very few people are able to build that skill of setting goals and working towards achieving something. And it's really powerful. Obviously we, we believe it's really powerful if you can, you can do, if you can push through those obstacles that we all have, I mean, verbs, I think you would probably share something similar of goal setting like this none of us just like woke up we weren't born with like oh we know how to perfectly set and achieve goals we had to get go through the messy stuff to to learn how to do it except verbs is perfect so he probably did he was probably born that way (laughs) hey that's that's just how i roll (laughs) (laughs) no i think i started with the blank planner 
and just shut the planner down and set it aside uh, when I first got it in the mail because I just wasn't sure what to do. Again, I think anytime you talk about goal setting, you just think about New Year's resolutions, just things that you want to do short term, but you don't really understand the process behind goal achievement, as Blake mentioned. So I think that's a good distinction that will help uh, our listeners today as we get into it. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday to you all, including Nick. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Nick this week, guys. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. We're talking about goal setting, but we're really talking about goal achievement. And I wanted to pose this question to you now is what is the most important question that we can ask in our pursuit of goal achievement? I kind of got to this question when I was sharing my own story of kind of feeling lost in that moment of, I don't even know where to start here. And because of that, I think the best question is to ask, who do you want to become? Even in Blake's example, when you have so many things, you know, like so many ideas and dreams and options and roads, Ultimately, that question, whichever brings you to this moment of goal setting, is the question to examine of who do you want to become? And this is where I feel really strongly. A lot of people do not see goals. They they have obstacles with goals, or maybe they've just never done it. They haven't learned how to do goals well in a way that it works in their lives. But I think a lot of people do want to grow. And they do want to become something more than they are today. And so I, if you find yourself in that that situation where you're like, I've just never done goals, like I don't want to do that, but you have, I, I know, I, I am sure everybody listening to this podcast is somebody that aspires to something, you know, to get better, to learn new things, then I think maybe giving goals thinking of it as a tool to help you do that might give you the freedom um, to think about this difference. So getting back to the question, the most important question to ask, who do you want to become? Who do you want to become? It's huge. This is what Michael says. You've probably seen this quote if you use the full focus planner that goals are not about what you do, but about who you become. They're not just about what is achieved at the end, but about the different person, the transformation that happens in the pursuit of that goal. And your vision of yourself or your imagination of that future you of who you want to become is very powerful because that enables you to actually to endure some <laughs> some trials, you know, that happens when you pursue a goal. But I, I like this question a lot because it helps me overcome my fear or that pressure of commitment and the underlying fear of uh, what if I don't choose the right thing to focus on this year or to focus on in the next two years. 
And this right. perspective shift was instrumental in helping me get over that because the shift went from I have to choose the right thing to I have to become the right person. As I look back at my life, and maybe you two can attest to this, if you've ever chosen a goal that you thought was a great idea, <laughs> like I'll go back to my early days, like when I was a kid, I, you know, I'm growing up in the 90s in Chicago, everyone wanted to be Michael Jordan, myself included, and I was like, I just want to be in the NBA, and you know, now that I get GMs calling me all the time, asking me to sub in, you know, Russell Westbrook struggling in Los Angeles. They wanted me to come in and LeBron, you know, but I'm passionate about productivity. So I had to turn that down. Yeah. Even when your career choice changes, what I learned was, well, when I was little, I learned a ton of discipline because I would just play basketball for hours in my driveway and it built confidence in me. And so now I've got confidence that I can work hard independent of anybody else's prompting. And I've just, that's a part of my identity as an adult that got instilled when I was six, seven years old. So that's a powerful shift. If anyone else struggles with that of, oh, I better choose the right thing. If you can answer this question, who do I want to become? It's really hard to choose the wrong goal. Well, I think this is where your actions shaped your identity you know, and maybe mm-hmm. you didn't make it to the NBA, but I think you did become a basketball player. Just because and I didn't you, want to, Courtney, I, j- I felt more that's passionate. That's right. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> that was about the only thing about other things. Okay. Well, and, and I think this is this is really important. Like when you become a runner, that happens when you start to run. You become more confident when you take risk and do difficult things. All of these things are actions that you take in the pursuit of goals that really shape who you are as a person. Same with, you know, I I think I talked about this a few episodes back, but you become a more productive person, probably by just listening to this podcast, honestly. But when you prioritize high leverage work, when you take the action of just setting a daily big three, you become a productive person. You know, it starts to shape who you are and who you see yourself as. Courtney, um, do you consider yourself a cyclist? I'm so glad you asked this. This is a great question. I do. And I ride a bike that goes nowhere. But I, I knew the power of this early on that if I started to identify myself as a cyclist, that I would, it would become more ingrained in how I approached riding my bike and my confidence level in riding the bike. And certainly if you compared me to, and I think this is what so many people do, you know, somebody that um, is out, you know, racing on road bikes, you know, they might look at me, you know, in comparison to them, but in comparison to somebody that never rides a bike, I certainly am. You know, I wear those stinking padded shorts that even the ones with the bib (laughs) that comes over your shoulder. I mean, if that doesn't say cyclist, I don't know what is. No one is going to come and give you the certificate that says that you have become a thing 
The only person that can do that is yourself, and you can do that at any time. And so I just chose early on to be like, yeah, I, I'm a cyclist. I'm I'm someone that cycles. That's that's mm. who I am. <laughs> and everybody on this podcast is tired of me talking about it, but there's a lot of power in that. Same if same with um I would say even in my professional career of the skill set that I had of starting to step into that identity. I think sometimes mentally, sometimes that even drags behind the roles that were given. And so when I decided, hey, I want to I want to be at an executive level role, I started trying to wear that like that's who I am. I don't have the position yet. Um, to help me, to help shape my actions, to hopefully one day that identity that I had started taking on actually became reality. Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits. But the biggest question is, where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. Here's the thought. How do people, how can people answer this question? Who do I want to become? If they feel like, oh boy, that's a hard, that feels like a big question. How do I begin to answer that? Do you guys have any mm. things that have helped you? I mean, I would say for me, it just helps sm- starting beginning with the smaller things that I may want to grow in about myself. So if, mm-hmm. if I'm saying, hey, I want to be a more present dad, um, but then that means I think about you know my schedule during the weeks of how I can be, how I can have more time where I don't have to think about anything else because I don't have anything else to get to. That way I can be more present with them when I'm home with my family. So that helps That helps me frame up everything else. That helps me say no to things that I would normally just say yes to because it was a thing to do. And I can filter through all that because I'm trying to get to the point where I want to be that type, type of father. I love that. I would say for me, I... I've talked about this a lot. I really love the life score assessment. And all it really helps me do is just help me think about these other life domains. I don't know if this is true for y'all, but I feel like there are certain life domains where this question is easier for me. Who do you want to become professionally? Like that one, 
historically for me has been easier to answer than, you know, who do I want to become as a parent? You know, who do I want to become as, you know, someone who is stewarding their finances? You know, those other, you know, spiritually, who do I want to become? Sometimes, is that true for y'all? I just find different life domains more challenging. And so the life score assessment helps trigger that thought process in these other areas that don't come as naturally for me. Yeah, something that I've done, and I I started doing it with my clients as well. Uh, I, I remember one in particular, she was stepping kind of into this new role as the leader of this business. And she was trying to figure out things like, okay, what are our KPIs need to be? And who do I, but she got to this point of like, who, who am I going to be? How, who am I in this role? And she's just, I need help. What, what are my values or what, what's going to be my mission? And what are all those types of questions you ask when you're in this position of leading others? And a simple thing I asked her to do was to make a list of five heroes, five people that she really admires and then to write down what are the traits, the accomplishments, the characteristics of those people that you really admire so much. And we did it together. And she, sure enough, and this happened when I did as well, you start to see patterns. You start to see traits, characteristics, types of accomplishments. Those types of things begin to emerge, those patterns. And what I think is we're attracted to people like our heroes, we're attracted to qualities that are lying dormant in ourselves that we wish was, mm. were, you know, oh, I wish that was true about me. And then we we have this magnetic pull to that. And so that's been helpful for me. It's like, hey, who are my heroes? And I start seeing all these patterns. I go, you know what? That's actually who I want to be. I can see these top few traits or these things, or they all are great at this thing. I want to be great at that. So if that helps anybody listening, try it out. If you're stumped with this question, just think about, well, who are some of my heroes and what are the qualities I admire? The next thing to consider is is what we call the snowball effect. And that's where um, the identity really shapes the action. So once you see yourself as a runner, then you're more likely to run. Once you see yourself as a writer, then you're more likely to write. Whatever it is that you envision yourself becoming as you get into that mindset of this is who I am, then you'll do more of those things. It's almost like you're at home, but the train station is five miles down the road. So the goal is at least to get to the train station because once you're on the track, you know that you're you're able to get to a destination versus just staying plate staying put, you know, at home, wishing that you can get to the station. You're on the track that you now become a passenger going to where you want your destination to be. So if you see yourself as a productive person, then you're going to do whatever it takes to stay on that track, to do the small steps, to do the consistent steps, to really um, fit to who you are and where you want to go, who you want to become and be. Uh, So I think that's important. I think I shared this earlier. I talked about it earlier this year in multiple episodes back where I was trying to see myself as a songwriter again, just being dormant for, you know, years, almost to the point where it's like, man, I think I forgot how to do this because I can't put words together to, to write a song. And really I had to get back into that mindset of, no, you can do it. You have to think of yourself as one who does it and then figure out the steps or the strings of steps, the tiny little actions that allowed me to get back into that rhythm, um, back into that mode of really doing it to where if somebody asked me, hey, do you still do music? Instead of the answer being no, the answer is yes, I still do it. 
um, because I've seen myself in that place again as far as what I wanted to start begin begin doing. Well, and what I love about that, and I think for everybody listening, is imagining your future self is really motivating. This is a really powerful tool. And so as you're gearing up this year, as you're thinking about goals, think about who you want to become. Spend some time thinking about this question. So today's tip to level up your focus is do exactly what Blake said. Think of who your five heroes are and what traits do they share to help identify traits that you may want to develop in yourself. And if you're interested in taking the life score assessment, you can do that at any time at fullfocus.co slash life score. Thank you for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So share it with your friends and don't forget to join our Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. We'll be back next Monday with another great episode. Until then, stay Stay focused. focused. (laughs) See, we We did did so good together. That was very good. That was indeed. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.